Man, it has been a while, Tyler Lockett. Finally, back in for driving with Jeep. Man, what took you so long to get back in the car, man? man? You didn't mess with me no more after my camp. I had that camp that one time. You <laughs> forgot about me. No, I didn't, man. Oh, this Look, this is all I know. I'm seeing you all over TV. You everywhere. I'm not talking about catching touchdowns. I'm talking about, bruh, you writing books, poetry books, man. called The Reflection? Called Reflection, man. Talk to me about it. Man, I mean, it's something I never thought that I'd be able to do. You know, it's I just love doing poetry, and a company reached out to my marketing team about doing a book. I was like, let's go for it. So I kind of did it, worked on it, and I got the chance to go to Amazon today, got the chance to go to Microsoft today, perform, and everybody loved it, man. Like, the biggest thing is they think, when we talk about poetry, like, you think the cat in the hat, you think roses are red, roses are blue, but, you know, I'm not talking about that type of stuff. Like, I meant violets are blue, but, you know, I'm talking about, like, real-life stuff, situations, things that people are in that they don't like to talk about. So when you start opening up and I start performing a poetry, then they start to realize, like, oh, this is a different type of poetry we're talking about. A long time ago, when I first met you, it ain't been that long. How long you well? This is year five. Man, it's been a minute. Anyways, I remember you and I had a conversation, and you was telling me, you was like, yeah, I really like poetry, this and that. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool, that's different. But one of the things that stood out to me, you probably don't remember this conversation, is you talked about with me about the fact how you like to talk about yourself, if you will, because you believe sometimes talking about yourself might help others. Yeah, it's, I feel like it's way easier to talk about yourself or put it in a position where it's as if it's self-reflecting, you know, or you speaking in first person, just because I think that when you start talking to a lot of other people and you start talking about their scars, they start feeling the victim. They start feeling like you're coming at them. But when you start to share your own scars, that's where people mostly feel like they can relate to you. And that's one of the things that I realize. That's one of the things that I understand now. And that's why, you know, I really like my poetry book because it's a book where people can be able to read. And if they relate, then it's cool that they can relate. And there's workshops, there's note to selves. It's like a um, self-reflection type stuff, like a self-help book. So that's why I look forward to it and just kind of seeing like where it goes and how people really think about it. Back in Tulsa, Oklahoma, tell us about the first time you realized that poetry was your thing. Yeah, um, I was on Facebook actually at my grandma's house and was listening to this video. It's called, Does Anybody Know That You're Christian? It was by Carnus at P4CM. And when I listened to it, I was just like, man, like I thought this dude was preaching, but this dude is rhyming. Let me go back and figure out what he's talking about. And, you know, like I said, he said, does anybody know that you're a Christian by your actions? Or does everybody think that you're a Christian because you're acting? And when he said that, I was kind of like, mm. And so it made me start working on it. And the more and more that I worked on poetry, the more I perfected my craft. And I've gotten a whole lot better through the years. Man, I, I, I love that you do it. You've been consistently doing it. Um, during the season, when do you have your times. I know off days or Tuesdays, but when do you have your times to kind of do a little bit of poetry? Yeah, you can do it whenever. Like, you know, for me, it's all about a memorization thing. So some, most majority of the time, I don't write anything down. I just go through it in my head. And really? it's, it's just a way of therapy. So it's easy for me to remember lines after I say the line before it, because I always know what's the line right after. And so the more and more that I work on it, like, 
it doesn't it's not like I actually have a topic before I present it it's just kind of like I start saying what's on my mind and the more that I say it the more that I start to see like how this poem is shaping together and then that's when you kind of like start making it into what you want it to be Tyler do you ever get mad in in five years of me knowing you every time I'm around you you have the most positive energy of most people, I, I've never met anybody like that. Well, you ever get mad? Yeah. yeah, I'm in a relationship. That, you know how that is. <laughs> <laughs> they know how to bring out the, the, the anger in you. But, no, nah, I mean, I think, you know, for me, like, the biggest thing I, I realized is, like, sometimes I take stuff too serious. And, you know, like, if I feel like I'm doing something, even though I know I got great intentions, you know, and no, no sneaky motives, no none of that, Sometimes, you know, you can condemn yourself a lot. So I think that's like the main thing that, you know, I kind of work on to where I try to realize, like, and remind myself, like, you know, you're not perfect. Just live. You're going to make mistakes. But no, you're free to make mistakes and you're free to make great choices. But at the end of the day, you got to learn. You can't condemn. So I don't really get mad that much because I just, I realize, like, when people make mistakes, when people do things, it's not really them doing it to you. You know, they didn't mean to do it to you. It's just, they did it to fulfill something within themselves and down the road they'll realize that they'll regret what they did because they feel bad for it now that they understand how do you relate your i mean you're doing poetry uh positive lifestyle being a christian how do all of those things help you in being a professional football player i mean i think it helps me just because like these are all the things that you know i stay true to and it helps me be myself you know like i'm not trying to be nobody that i'm not but i learned that the biggest key is just to meet people where they're at in life and that's kind of like the biggest key that i've learned can't force somebody to do something when they're not ready you can't help somebody when they don't want to have you know have or be helped so you got to learn like just how to be there for people and just how to be that person that they can lean on or that person that they could talk to without you judging them. You know, it's, it's all about being able to listen to understand. And so like, that's one of the things that I learned. Like at the end of the day, you know, the Bible says love always wins. And like, to me, regardless of what situations you're in, even if it's like the worst situations or the worst, you can always win with love because at the end of the day, that's what brings people to like repentance. That's what brings people to the place where they can say, you know what, I'm sorry, but I'm thankful for you walking with me. On Sunday, not that I was at the game, but everybody saw the game. Uh, you, you guys played against the Cleveland Browns, and you guys was down and you was losing, right? And there was a camera shot, you know, at you, and then of course, as a lot of points, it was camera shots at Russell, watching Russell, and it's like this weird thing that I think that all Seahawks fans kind of feel and vibe, but it's kind of interesting, especially when you look at Russell, positive. You, positive. Bobby Wagner, positive. And I'm like, huh, the leadership on this team, it's like a positive vibe. Does that help you sustain being down in games and, and, and coming back winning games? No, I think it does a lot. I think it's all about how you think, the way that you attack the moment, the, attack the situation. We understand that not everything is going to go perfect for us. We're not always going to be up the whole time. But we understand that sometimes we're going to get put in bad situations and you have to be able to learn how to attack it in a different type of lens. And so, like, obviously we would have wanted the Cleveland game to go different early on, but it went the way that it went. 
but it showed that we have that type of belief system in ourselves and in our coaches that allows us to be able to still be down that much and then just get it, just, just chip away at it closer and closer. But I think it comes through experience. You know, like when we were down with the Saints, you know, it, it was unfamiliar, you know, so we was like trying to hurry up and get it all at once. But now that we understand that everything comes in one drive and one drive only, now that we had experience through that the first time, now we get into this situation again, you know, but against another team, you can tell we attack it different. So I think it kind of just shows the growth that we've had from game three all the way to game six. You know, Tyler, there's a lot of favorite things I got about you. Like I said, I guess it helps that I've been knowing you for five years. So there's, I can go, I can talk to you in all different types of ways. But one angle that I wanted to talk about, one of my favorite things that I kind of like, but you don't really do it too much. Is Talking about you, the comedy thing? No, 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 no. When you post, when you post screenshots of your mom texting you. Oh, yeah. Before the game. I still do it. I didn't do it last game, I don't think. I love that, man. Yeah, <laughs> it makes you, like, see the bigger picture, man. Like, especially, like, my mama, she be doing the game and stuff. That's why I be laughing when she be sending it to me. I be like, all right, all right, I got you. But, you know, I think that's the best thing about it is, like, sometimes you, you make the games bigger than what it is. You focus so much on the bigger things. And then all of a sudden, it's like, when you get those messages from your mom, your dad, your uncle, your aunt, you know, like your grandma telling you she loves you and great grandma and stuff. Then you start remembering like, man, this is this is what it's about. You know, this is a support system. Like they look forward to these weekends to, you know, watch their kid play, watch their grandson play, you know, all those different types of things because everybody goes through stuff the whole week. But just to be able to say, I'm going to tune in and watch Tyler. Like I get to watch him play. I get to support him. I get to fly out here and go to a game. Like, you know, like people, they don't realize how, you know, how important that is. Like sports, like for some people, they keep families together. You know, like they bring families closer together and allow them to have that type of bond, that type of like moment, the memories and all that type of stuff. So that's why I was like, man, I like it a lot because, you know, I got to experience it with my dad, got to see my uncle play a little bit. Now everybody's getting to see me play. When I'm done, I get to sit there and watch all my brothers play. And you know, like, you just can't take it for granted because there's a lot of people who didn't know that they'd be done after college. You know, there's a lot of people who didn't think they'll be done after year one or two in the league. And now they gotta figure out what they wanna do or if they wanna go try the other league out. But just to be able to know that I'm still playing and I can still have friends, family, all different people, my girl, just to be able to come and watch me play. Like, I mean, that's something that you look forward to. So speaking of these, text messages what kind of text messages have you gotten about your book released oh man I got a whole lot man like a lot of people been saying they love it they love like father like son they love shoot your shot um they I think it's something that they didn't really expect okay and now that they've seen it now that they experience it I think that they love it they love to note the sales they love the workshops and so I mean I've just been hearing a lot of great reviews about it in that uh wide receiver room who is the lead choreographer for all the dances that happen? Who, who is the, the lead person that's like, okay, action, let's go? I think, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, Demo said he came up with NSYNC. You know, we just gave, him, gave it to him and said, okay. But, you know, I think in order to make it all happen, you have to have somebody just to be able to say, hey, let's learn this dance real quick. 
And I think different people do that. So for the NSYNC one, I did that. I said, look, here you go right here, let's practice. You know, but there's other times where, you know, Demo might say, let's do this, and then we work on it, or let's do that, and we work on it. But I just think it's, it depends, it varies, but this was the first dance that we did, so. Are you, are you allowed, are you allowed to break rank and uh, let us know some, some, some possibilities, some possible dances in the future? That's what we're working on right now. But I'll tell you this, I told Brian the one that we might do, but I gotta go look at this video to see the dance first. <laughs> but I think it'll be a perfect one. What's the dance? I can't tell you, because you're gonna post it before we play. Oh, oh, okay. We can't let people hear what we gonna do. What's been your favorite dance so far? I actually like the NSYNC one, man. Like, I think that's really a good one. That, a lot of people forgot about them. Can, can, I, can I tell you something? I, I ain't forgot about NSYNC, <laughs> but I ain't like it. You didn't like it? No, no, no. Wait, did you guys do five heartbeats? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. We got a lot of other ones, but you know, we had to we had to give everybody what they wanted. Okay, I will say the NSYNC seemed like that went national. You know what I mean? I mean that, that was just like everybody was talking about the NSYNC. Now the NSYNC comment on it? They give you a grade yeah, on they, it? Yeah, they graded us Ooh, all, gave us 10. Wee. Somebody told me we made it on E! News. So I mean, it's just the beginning of the beginning. You know, when we did the celebrations at, at last year, then you had all the teams start coming up with way, a whole bunch of creative stuff. Right. And then it became a competition. This year, you know, it's kind of fell, falling off. People hadn't really been you know, showcasing like the celebrations and stuff like that. But a lot of it is because people have done majority of them. So now you gotta get creative. And so we waited five games. Then we said, you know what, it's time. Right. And now we've been coming back with it. Man, here's what I wanna know and everybody else wanna know. Yeah, Russell Wilson's been good this, his entire career. I give him that. But you gotta admit, we ain't this Russell that we see right now. What has gotten into him, and why is he so good right now? I just think he took his his uh, mindset to a whole nother level. He talks about limitless minds. You know how you think is powerful, and I think for him, like he's on top of the world mentally. He understands himself. He understands who he is. He doesn't have to prove anybody right or prove anybody wrong. He just got to represent what he's always wanted to represent. I think it's easier when he has, you know, trust in each and every person on our team, knowing that they're going to do their job and knowing that, you know, he sees the way that we practice and the way that we practice makes him trust, you know, the way that we play. So he makes harder throws. The catch. I know everybody's been asking you about it. I just want to know how, how in the world did y'all connect that? That was an amazing catch at Central League Field. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it was. I think the crazy thing about the catch was I talked to Pete about it, you know, I think a day later, and I said, you know, it was it was literally the same catch that I had in practice when I was in one-on-ones, except it was in the back of the end zone. Russell threw it, and I did the same exact catch, but we couldn't tell if I got my feet in. And so, like, when we were looking at it on the offensive standpoint, we were like, it looked like he got him in. But, you know, in a team meeting, everybody was like, uh, I don't know, I don't know. And then when we got into the game, you know, literally it was like, boom, this happened. And then it was like he got his feet in. And so 
It was like, you know, people seen it before, but to me, it was just focusing on the little things, making sure that I got my feet in, making sure I secured a catch. And focusing on the little things is really what made that, you know, a big time catch. Cause you can't go into the game saying, I want to make a big time catch. I want to make a big time play. You just got to stay true to the consistency of making plays and just being there. And eventually whatever play is supposed to be big, it'll be created and be big. The book is called Reflection, came out on Tuesday. How can people find this book? Uh, you can find it on Amazon. It's on Amazon and the internet um, and all the Amazon stores. It's at Barnes and Nobles. It's at Fred Myers. So that's pretty much where you can find it at. Well, congratulations, man. And, and it don't take a long time to jump back in the <laughs> car for driving with G, man. I, I was starting to get a conscience a little bit on this. Nah, man, just let me know when. All right, brother.